press the follow or subscribe button in your podcast app to get daily updates from the front. From the journalists of The Australian, here's what's on the front. I'm Claire Harvey. It's Thursday, February 9. Anthony Albanese's first major defeat in the Senate has capped a hostile first week of Parliament. The upper house blocked the government's amendments to public disclosure requirements for super funds. Labor has a jam-packed legislative to-do list, including manufacturing and climate change, but it's facing energetic opposition from the Coalition and the Greens. LeBron James has become the National Basketball Association's all-time point scorer, breaking a record set before he was born. The 38-year-old Laker was just 36 points shy of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's 38,387 going into the game against the Oklahoma City Thunder. Abdul-Jabbar was in attendance and informally handed over the title. 250. That's the number of Australian government sites fitted with surveillance equipment manufactured by controversial Chinese electronics companies. And it's got government officials spooked They're worried sensitive data could wind up in Beijing. That's ahead in today's episode. In breaking news this morning, the US has brought down a suspected Chinese spy balloon flying over the state of North Carolina. The airspace around three airports had been closed to help assist in the mission. US Secretary of State Antony Blinken had cancelled a diplomatic visit to China, calling the balloon a violation. Just days after a Chinese spy balloon shot down by the United States Armed Forces spread debris over an area of more than 10 kilometres, the Australians revealing today that almost 1,000 surveillance cameras linked to the Chinese Communist Party are operating in Australian government buildings. Ellen Wynnette is an associate editor with The Australian and she joins me now. Ellen, these cameras are produced by two very well-known companies, HiK Vision and Dahua. Tell me about those companies and how they got their products into these government buildings. These are two of the largest companies in the world that supply CCTV, intercoms, facial recognition technology, and they have been purchased over the years by various government departments and agencies and installed in buildings across Australia. What we now know is that there are 250 sites at least that are either government-owned or rented by the government that have these devices. When we hear the phrase facial recognition associated with China, I think many of us think of the government surveillance social credit program where citizens are required to behave themselves or face serious social consequences. Are these companies involved in that program? These companies are involved in the mass surveillance operation that is carried out against the Uyghur populations in China. Senator James Patterson, the shadow cyber safety minister and countering foreign influence spokesman for the Liberals, 
has been investigating this. And he says this poses both a national security risk, but also a moral risk because of the work that these companies are involved in in China. At the heart of it, the problem with this, as Senator Patterson sees it, is that uh, companies that are headquartered in China are subject to legislation from 2017 that says they must comply with intelligence agencies if required to do so. We know there are concerns about Chinese-owned companies uh, hoarding data and that data being made available to intelligence agencies in China. We see it with ByteDance, the parent company of TikTok, which has been banned from government devices in the United States. The US government is cracking down on TikTok, banning its use on all devices issued by the House of Representatives. The action is in response to growing concerns around national security posed by its Beijing-based parent company, ByteDance. What we're seeing here is that the United States and the United Kingdom, which are uh, Australia's two AUKUS partners and two of our Five Eyes intelligence partners, moved in November to either ban or severely restrict the installation of these devices because they were concerned about the fact that the data could go straight back to Beijing. Australia's relationship with China became testy under the Morrison government because that government was, in China's eyes, calling out things that they didn't like. So what's the government doing about it? The government isn't telling us directly that they will rip out the cameras, but they are appearing to indicate that the use of them is under review. And what we do know is that the Australian War Memorial is removing the CCTV cameras it has that it's traced back to these companies. And the National Disability Insurance Agency is also removing its cameras. So the fact that we've got a couple of government agencies from different departments moving on it, I think is quite interesting and may indicate where we'll end up with this. The Department of Defence is saying that it's aware of at least one device in at least one location and that they're doing a physical assessment of their sites to see if any other of these cameras are installed there. So I think we could probably see some movement with the Department of Defence. Before this Chinese spy balloon was shot down by the US, do you think the government was going to make moves towards having another look at these cameras or have they been caught out a bit? I think Western democracies broadly are clamping down on the use of Chinese technology. We certainly saw that debate rolling out for several years here in Australia with Huawei when it was banned from building the 5G network. China's ambassador on the attack, renewing criticism of Australia's ban on Huawei, preventing the Chinese telco from participating in Australia's 5G rollout. As I see it, it's basically politically motivated. As technology continues to grow and it becoming increasingly obvious the amount of data that can be stored, the Five Eyes intelligence partners particularly are pushing back on what they perceive as weaknesses that might allow China to gather information on citizens from those Five Eyes countries such as Australia. Indeed, in the United Kingdom, the government's biometrics and surveillance camera commissioner, a person called Fraser Sampson, last year described these devices as digital asbestos. And that comment was made after it was discovered that more than a third of UK police forces were using cameras developed by these two companies. Coming up, what really keeps Australian spies awake at night? Ellen Winnett is with us. A troubled young woman. 
her evil parents. We never had any issues between us. Has justice been done? I'm in a prison. Join journalist Richard Gilliatt as he delves into one of Australia's most gripping cases. Shadow of Doubt, a new podcast investigation from The Australian. I cannot find one of these allegations that's possible. Listen now, wherever you get your podcasts. We know that the Chinese regime doesn't take kindly to being criticised, is very sensitive, and Australia has been rebuilding its relationship with China since tensions arose under the Morrison government during the pandemic. How do you think this move is likely to be received in Beijing? I think that it will be pretty clear that it's Senator James Patterson, a known China hawk and a member of the now opposition who is agitating about this. Perhaps that's why the government's given a very careful response, saying that they take advice from agencies and that their security advice is constantly under review. I'm sure it will annoy China. China was very annoyed through the Huawei debate and they've been annoyed and upset by the moves in the United States to clamp down on TikTok, which is, of course, hugely popular, particularly with young people. US President Joe Biden said in his State of the Union address that he's prepared to tackle this surveillance problem forcefully. But I will make no apologies that we're investing in, to make America stronger, investing in American innovation and industries that will define the future that China intends to be dominated, investing in our alliances and working with our allies to protect advanced technologies so they will not be used against us. Today, we're in the strongest position in decades to compete with China or anyone else in the world. Ellen, China represents one of Australia's most important trade partners, even though we have at times a fractious relationship. So how does this ongoing tension about technology and surveillance affect that relationship? China and Australia have a very close trading relationship There are more than 1.2 million Chinese Australians who live here. There's been quite severe political tension between the previous government and the Chinese government that the Albanese government is seeking to reset. But I don't think that we're ever going to be able to get past the concerns that the Western democracies have about Chinese espionage and concerns about how technology can be misused. China has a huge appetite for data. They run enormous databases. They have state-sponsored espionage. And while every country does that, I think the degree that China does it is something that does upset the Five Eyes Alliance and many other democracies. Ellen, you've covered all sorts of massive stories in the defence, policing, surveillance space. You speak to senior officials all the time at all sorts of levels. What are you hearing from them about China? The situation in the Pacific right now is that we do have uh, heightened tensions. China is in an expansionist phase and officials here are very focused on China from a defence point of view, from a national security point of view. ASIO said for the first time in the last year that foreign interference and espionage is now its biggest concern and its biggest threat. It's overtaken jihadist terrorism as its main threat. And I think that that is something that's not going to go away. It's something we're going to continue to see as a major issue in the years to come. 
Ellen Wynette is an associate editor with The Australian. The mother of murdered Mackay woman Shandy Blackburn has commemorated the 10th anniversary of her daughter's death by backing calls for a review of DNA lab accreditation across the country. Vicky Blackburn told The Australian Queensland's bungling should be a wake-up call for other states. You can read our full interview with Vicky as well as all our journalism anytime at theaustralian.com.au. I'm Felicity Harley and I host Healthy-ish, where we chat to experts, influencers and people in the know from around the globe to arm you with the knowledge to make healthier decisions for your mind, body and soul. I think if we're going to be focusing on health, like sleep is probably the biggest component of that. I I think sleep is the cornerstone. Like choose the harder option because I've never woken up and gone, I regret that run that I went at 4am. I've never done that. Search for Healthy-ish and Extra Healthy-ish wherever you get your podcasts.